we can reciprocate to this love by our genuine piety, our genuine response in faith to God. So now two important issue points I would like to share with you this morning. When we come and look at the altar, we remember the love of God manifested through His Son Jesus. So we see the cross as a sign of God's redeeming love. The first point is, is our piety pragmatic? Pragmatic means, is it practical? Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 reminds us that our godliness, our belief in God and our trust must be genuine and realistic. It says, beware of practicing your piety before other people in order to be seen by them for you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. A truthful believer always tries to please God and not people. When he or she serves the Lord, it is between the God and the believer. That's why Jesus said, when you fast, keep all this, what I said. Not sure that others you are fasting, you are paying alms, you are praying too much. But the one who sees you in secret, the Father in secret, he definitely finds you. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7, the word of God reminds us, God doesn't look at things people look at. And he looks at our hearts. So whenever you come to the Lord's presence, come to the Lord's house with, without anybody's suppression. Sometimes children are compelled, youth are compelled, oh go to church, this is Sunday. And one fine morning, a 40 year young man was in the house sleeping. And the mother came, a young man, wake up, you know. This is time for you, it's not for you to sleep. Then the son asked, Why, mother, you are disturbing me? I can tell you so many reasons for disturbing you, mother said. At least one or two. Then he said, Oh, you, mother said, you are 40 years of age. No one needs to wake you up, you have to wake up early in the morning. Oh. But again, he went to sleep. Mother again called him and, made, and told him, you must not forget that you are the pastor of this church. Sometimes even pastors disregard the duties and the commitment that we are called to. James chapter 2 verse 14 to 16. Bible says, faith without works is of no gain. When we come committed to the Lord to serve with gladness, with sincerity. Whenever God wants you and me to partake in God's ministry, do it with, 
without hesitance, without grumbling. Be ready and happy always to expend your time, your energy, your knowledge and your wealth for the extension of God's kingdom. Our piety is fidelity. Our piety is allegiance, loyalty and devotion to Christ. Our piety must be an uncompromising allegiance to the standards of Christ. That is our first thought. Our piety should be genuine and pragmatic. Second thought I would like to share this morning. Let your life bear fruit of the Spirit. From the second reading, Galatians chapter 5. If you take the 22nd and 23rd verses, it reminds us of the fruit of the Spirit. This, there it is said in singular, fruit, not fruits. There are many things said, but one fruit. It's like an orange, which has many segments inside. When Paul talks about the good qualities of a spirit-led life, he was just showing this fruit, which has many segments inside. In one fruit, we all have what is demanded and required of God. One or two segments will not complete the fruit as a whole. If you have Bibles, you can oh, here also you can see the Bible in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 23. It talks about nine different uh, segments in a fruit. What is that? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we have love and we have no patience, the fruit is not completed. We have discernment, but no control over our lives. It's not a complete fruit. So God requires us of, of us uh, the, these goodness together come in our lives in order to witness Christ to this world. Many people disregard this practical aspect of Christian living. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 verse 37, Anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man. Not only those who are hearers, but the doers of the world. And that man must be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. James 1.27 reminds us the true of the true religion. What is the true religion? The true religion is that the, the religion that God loves, our Father accepts as pure and undefiled is to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep ourselves unblemished or undefiled. To keep ourselves pure. Whenever you do the ministry, you have enough opportunity. But God watches you. 
are you faithful in your duties? The other day I was reading an article on the American education system and a small history they have written in, in the school's educational system. They have banned the prayers uh, by the Supreme Court in 1962 and many people were quarreling about the practice of praying in the school. There has been a generation who feared God and believed that all wisdom comes from above, from the fathers of wisdom. And we were sending people, children to school after praying. We taught them how to pray and the court have banned it not to pray in school. But today, Many of our people think that it is illogical to pray to God before they start studies. But you know what happened in history? If you look at their history, it ended up in total confusion and chaos. Parents could not discipline their children. Teachers could not scold for correction. Really beloved? Our God is greatly saddened by this, I think. God family backed out of the scene. How can we expect God to give us his blessing and his protection and his wisdom if we demand him to leave us alone? In the light of recent events, terrorist attacks, school shootings, and lack of discerning from right to wrong. It doesn't bother our generation even to kill the strangers, kill the classmates, kill themselves. It is funny for our children what to listen to what Google says. But they question the authority of the Bible. They send jobs through email and other social media and it is spread like a wildfire. It's all uh, viral. But if you start sending Christian values based on messages, Bible messages, people think twice before sharing it with somebody else. Filthy language and obscene articles. They pass through cyberspace, but public discussion of God is suppressed in the soul and in the workplace. See the outcome of disregarding the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Are we bearing a fruit with what God has required of us? We are, we are more worried about others, how they think about ourselves and not worried about what God thinks of us. We have more agenda, human agenda than God's. We have more feasting than fasting. We are not in peace with one another. Dearly believe bear fruit of the Spirit. Can we bear the fruit once again in our lives? 
is only with the nourishment of the word of God. And by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, let us, let the worship experience be a time of indiscriminate piety. Let our witness in Christ is that of spiritual fruit bearing. And God bless us all. Amen.